This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. into profit with your host ty turner man what's really good what's cracking everybody hope everybody having a good day hope everybody all turned up i got my killer my killer corn rolls in i'm gonna do i'm ready to do some damage my where my brass knuckles at i'm on one today i'm on one today just want to say that had a long shoot been out in these streets, you know what I'm saying? I got to talk like this for my peoples in the, in the street. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about I've been in these streets holding it down, you know what I'm saying? Doing what I had to do, shooting people with a camera. You know what I'm saying? I'm just as gangster as the most gangster gangster. I shoot people too, just with a camera. So I just want to put that out there. That's what I'm on today. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? You ever talk to somebody that say, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about too much. Like, too much. Like, bruh, use it sometime. Don't use it all the time. They use it like Smurf. They use the word Smurf for everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the other day, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know what I'm saying? I ain't about to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, fill in the blanks for me, bruh, so I know what you're saying. Because I don't know what you're saying. Anyway, what's cracking? Uh... Let's get this show on the roll. Let's chop it up. Um, had a long shoot today. Uh, again, with Spectrum, went great. Posted some stuff on the on the gram. Posted some stuff on YouTube shorts. Just having some fun. And um, just helping those guys complete a mission. Uh, and, and I think, you know, I kind of want to touch on that a little bit. Because I felt like, uh, there you go, skinny man. I felt like, uh, you know, we... Last time we talked a lot about value and, and, you know, a lot of people want to get clients. A lot of people like what the number one question I get ever, right? If I get the number one question I get is how do I get clients? How do I get where the clients at? Where the clients at? Where the clients at? And again, the biggest thing that we fail to realize or understand is value. Um, and not just, not just, the idea of value, but value for who, right? That's really your answer. Your, if I could put where the customer's at, where the client's at into a mathematical question, uh, your the, the answer is who are you providing value for? That's, that's, that's how I reverse engineer it. Who are you providing value for, right? A lot of people don't know. They just, they don't know. They just want to, they want to sell something that they hope people buy it and use it and pay them top dollar for, and they don't know. They don't know who it's for. They don't know why somebody need it. 
They don't know how somebody need it. They don't know what they'll do with it. They just want to film and they want to film and they don't care about the rest. And if you can, if you can solve that equation, then you have a business, right? Um, Walmart value proposition is for people who, again, want to buy everything in one place. They don't want to shop around for the best price and they want to be, they want convenience. So their value proposition is the ability to, to, you know, prevent you from going to 10 stores looking for things and 10 stores price shopping and give you everything you want under one roof for the lowest price. That is their value proposition, right? And because they understand that, everything about their business can be built to serve that purpose. Let me give you an example. Everything, right? That is so important to even where they choose to put locations. It's so important to their, to their store layout. It's so important to the items that they buy for their store, like, like when they decide what to put on shelves. It's so important to what, what you see first when you go into the store. It's so important to the complete layout of the store. It's so important to understanding why the ladies' clothing section is double the size of the men's clothing section. It's so important to understand, you know, that when they, when they built out their company. And as you build out your photography or videography company, you need to understand who, who is your customer? What is your value proposition? And I can almost assure you that if you've never thought about this, you probably never thought about who would buy from you. And if you never thought about who would buy from you, you, you're just a machine gun. You just, you, you throw and paint at a wall, hoping something will stick. Our goal here at Flash Film Academy is to help you become consistent. That's the hardest part about this, is being consistent. We, anybody can land a job one, one good time. Anybody can get lucky. Anybody can be in the right place at the right time and get a job. It's hard being consistent at this. And being consistent at this is what will allow you to leave your job, what will allow you to do this full time. It's, it's what will allow you to make money. And our goal here is to make sure you understand that and, and learn how to implement items into your business and everyday life to make you more consistent. So, you know, look at, I want you to, your homework for the week is to look at businesses around you and think of what their value proposition is, right? Starbucks value proposition is, is the best coffee you can buy. Well, why does that matter? It matters a lot because Starbucks carry a coffee with a premium that's a lot higher than other places who just sell coffee, like McDonald's or even Dunkin', right? Dunkin' Donuts, their, their value proposition used to be fresh donuts of all flavors available to you every morning for your breakfast. They've had to change their value proposition because people don't really rock with donuts as much. So you go there now and what they got, you know, French breads and, you know, a few other things. They got teas and things other than coffee. They had to take a step back 
And they had to realize that we're offering an outdated value proposition. I love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It's my favorite coffee. But they they had, and, and great businesses' value proposition changes as their, their market change, as their audience change. Old businesses don't, right? When you look at Sears, if you still got one in your area, if you're under 25, you're probably like, what? What's that? You know what I'm saying? Like, Look at Sears. Sears' value proposition has not changed much. And look at where they are. Look at, look at JCPenney. Their value proposition has not changed much. Brock, Blockbuster is a great example. Their value proposition did not change much. Kodak. Their value proposition didn't change. They couldn't reinvent themselves. Target reinvented themselves. Right? It used to be regular dingy Target. Everything was beige. It smelled like popcorn in there all the time. And they were not the glamorous Target that they are now. They were just a little bit above Kmart. It was just like a competitor of Kmart. Where Kmart went for blue light shoppers, Target went with a little bit, little bit higher edge shopper. And then when Walmart started taking over, Target had to separate itself from Walmart by trying its best at being a more premium brand. So it's for people who like Walmart, Target, yep, it's for people who like Walmart, but have a little more class. Let them tell it. I'm a Walmart guy. If I ain't, if I ain't about to get in two fights during the Christmas rush, I ain't going. I need to, I need to put an old lady in the head like once or twice a year. And I'm about that life. So I'm at Walmart, Team Walmart, all day for me. Um, but as you grow your business, as you build your business, not even say grow your business, wherever you start off, you need to identify who is your audience and build every aspect of your brand around that. People, want, like I said, we want to go in business. We want to do this. We're just thinking about the money, but we don't, we're not thinking about the work that goes into building this company. Every single aspect of your brand needs to be designed for that audience. I, I, a good friend of mine was, um, was talking about church's chicken. If you're from an area that got church's chicken, you already know that that drive through you need to keep checking your rearview mirrors. Going to a church's chicken, wherever you are, is the equivalent of going to an ATM in the hood. You need to watch your back. But the chicken good. You know what I'm saying? But the chicken is the chicken. Like, if you ever heard of a church's chicken. Uh, Popeye's used to be like that. They're doing, they're, they're working hard to, to get out of that stereotype. Williams chicken is the same way. If you're in the South, Williams Chicken is the same way. Now, you can go to Big Brother that's a little better, like Chicken Express. Chicken Express to Williams Chicken is what Popeye's is to churches. It's what Target is to Kmart. It's a little bit step. It's a, The step up is a little, you know, the, the food is, is it's very similar, but it's just for a different audience. You want to go a little higher, you go KFC, which they didn't, KFC ain't been right since they had the word Kentucky in their name. They ain't been right. Um, but, you know, they understand who their audience is. They understand who they cater to. They understand that they're going to live and die with the dollar menu or live and die with combo meals. 
they understand that because of their audience, they're only in certain locations. They understand that. Do you understand that about your brand? Not, not who you want to work with, not who would you like to buy your stuff, but who have you dedicated your brand to appeal to? Who, who gets the most out of your value proposition? Have you identified that? Does your name say that? Do your colors say it? Beta client will help you get there. But it's so important that you start to think like that about your business. Because I promise you, when you build a brand that appeals to a certain audience, this gets easy. I'm a, I'm, I'm a chubby kid. I always been a chubby kid. Bro, if you play that ice cream truck music, I can wake up out of my sleep and run to the door with a dollar in my hand. Right? It's just, it is what it is. Do, 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 do. Yo, I'm gone. You want to see fat people run? Play the ice cream truck music. Either shoot or play that. People don't even shoot till they see what's going on. They hit that ice cream truck. They run it. Only time in my life, other than being at Golden Corral, have I seen fat people run so hard. It's when the ice cream truck music come on. And it's okay. It's all, it is what it is. I've been conditioned and trained as a kid to get a dollar and run out the door when that ice cream truck music come on. It's just something in you. They know who their audience is. That's why the ice cream trucks drive slow, because they give the fat people time to catch up. You ain't never seen a fast ice cream truck. They all go slow, because they know their audience. They, they know their audience is trying to get there. So very important that you understand who you're trying to service. I, I literally want you to think about that. I literally want you to put some time this week and understanding who is my ideal audience. Ideal audience. Who do I want to serve? Do I want to serve executives? Do I want to serve? Because I'm going to be honest with you. And, I, and I've noticed this happen a lot to me and others. A lot of us have appealed to gatekeepers a lot. And boss don't want to have nothing to do with you. Because you didn't design a brand to go after the boss. You kept it on your level. And a lot of us spend a lifetime at entry-level jobs and positions. Or we're the bottom, we're the bottom guy on the totem pole. And we've built our brand for based off of what we like. But guess what? We're not in a position to make these decisions with big companies or the companies we want to go after. So the gatekeeper will like us. Yeah, give me your information. I'll pat, and the, the boss would be like, what is this? What, what, what am I going to do with this? So that's why it's so important to not guess on what your color scheme should be, not guess on what your, your company name should be, not guess on what your logo should be. It's so important that you get it in front of your target audience and find out what they think. When Pixar tests a new movie, they go after kids in a certain age range. They don't, they don't care what your mama think. They want to know what the kids think. When Mattel tests toys, they want to know what kids in a certain age range even ethnicity at times think about a toy. They don't, they don't care what the mamas and daddies think. Don't nobody care. And often when we're building a business and we're by ourselves doing it, we get so much input and feedback and comments um, and opinions from people who are not our ideal client. They just want to help you. 
They just want to give an opinion and feel like I was a part of it. Right? It's the same thing we do when we scream at our football team for not running the ball when we want them to run the ball. Or if you're a Giants fan for not scoring at all this week. Um, or if you're a Jets fan, losing the Super Bowl in four snaps. So, you know what I'm saying? So we have to, you know, I was looking at football and I thought about like just how, just a great example of how each team is built for that region, right? To cater to that region. And I never thought about it until this week as to why teams are named what they are named, right? The goal is to have your city back your team. The goal is for them to fill seats, sell merchandise. And they can't do that if their team don't appeal to the people in that area. They can't, they can't do that if the home team don't rally around them. Right? If the home, if the home, if the home state or city don't rally around them and come to games and support the team, spend money. So what they did was they chose colors and names often to reflect something in that area, that region. Unless the team has moved, and if they move, they're going to see if the name still works. And if it do, they'll keep it. But I think about teams like the Dallas Cowboys. It's it's obvious that they're called the Cowboys being in Dallas, but people in Dallas love their Cowboys. It's a Cowboy. It's a, it's a Dallas thing, right? Just like being from Detroit, and we have the Detroit Pistons. If you're outside of Detroit, you don't really know what a piston is. If you're in the city, if you work on cars, you know what a piston is. If you're in Pittsburgh and you your family work at the steel mill, you know what a stiller is. It's designed to appeal to that area so that you'll take ownership. And when you take ownership, you invest. So those, when I look at those teams, that, that was just something I was just like, man, I never thought about you know, the fact that each team, you know, they're so, NFL teams are so big now. You don't think about how they started and what it was like when the league was was nothing and, you know, the idea of the marketing behind the team and why they do certain things and, you know, but when you start to get in business and you start to learn, you start to see why why things move the way they move. Andrew say, uh, by the way, the Lions beat the Super Bowl champs. So in my eyes, they the new Super Bowl champs. You know what, Andrew? I ain't even going to argue that. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I told y'all the Lions was going to win. I told y'all, go back and look at the tape. I told y'all upset alert. I told y'all it was going to happen. I just want to say that. So if you watched the video from last week, though at the end of the video, I called it. I've been calling it all week. So, yeah, I just want to say that. Just want to put that out there. So these are things that I want you to think about when it comes to your business. Because every week, you know what I'm saying, we have people who are looking to get more clients. They're looking to grow. And the goal is, you know, who are you appealing to? Find out who that person is. Get that person's input on your business. Get multiple people within that, that group. And I promise you, the more you do to appeal to those people, the easier this business thing gets. It's not hard. It's just different. It's a different way of thinking. Definitely not hard. So every every aspect of it, you know, here, here in Dallas, Texas has a rustic feel. It has an old cowboy 
country feel, and then boom, it's modern city feel. It's one or the other. There's no in between. It's either modern city or cowboys. Like, and Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys do a great job in incorporating both sides well. Both sides, very good. That's why they're successful in this area and in other markets. Um, so when you, as you sit down to build this company, to you can't skip, don't skip the small stuff. Don't skip the website. Don't skip the copy. Don't skip all of your important things because depending on who your target audience is, those things are important. People who really like Mexican food need to walk into your establishment and, and look like you make good Mexican food. They can't, they can't do a white wall or nothing on it. The same go for barbecue. You ever been to a barbecue place and couldn't smell the barbecue? You ever stood outside a barbecue place and couldn't smell the barbecue? It didn't smell like wood burning. Did you feel confident about the food? You didn't. These are things that people who have barbecue stores get. They understand, hey, we got to pump black smoke out the back and make this place smell like mesquite wood. They understand that. So these are just things I want to open your eyes to and just look at. Look at your team, if you got a team, and look at how they're designed to be embraced by their market. I was just, I was going down each team and was just looking at like, wow, like there are some that move to the location. The name don't reflect, but they were so big at the time that, you know, the city embraced them. And then there are teams that are designed to be successful in that area. So just, just think about that since we're in a sports kick. Um, anybody have any wins this week? Orlando Magic. Yep. Disney. Absolutely. It's mind blowing when you think about it. You're like, dang, never thought about that. It's mind-blowing when you start to look at the names. that and, and the newer the name, the newer the team, the more it embraces the area. Like, like you know, you'll start to see more and more. This dawned on me when I started hearing even old teams, the, the Houston Oilers, Houston Rockets with NASA. You're absolutely right. It's a lot that is just like, man, I never thought about that. And once you start looking at it, it started to make sense. It's it's a it's a marketing ploy to appeal to their target audience, which is residents of that area. Pretty dope. But um the, there were techniques, there were techniques used in the past to help grow the league. And now the league is big and huge, and all the football, baseball team, they're huge. And you know, it's just second nature now. But just just look at it. You'll start to notice some. You, it's just things you never thought about. Did I say I never thought about that? So the commanders wasn't the play. I agree. But D.C. is the command point of the country. Right? The White House is where our commanders are. Commander in chief. So I see where they got it. You know what I'm saying? So it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I like the Washington football team a little better too. Seahawks. Think about the Seahawks and Seattle. And you can go stand on a bay and see Seahawks, you know, drop down. So just things to think about. I just want to open your eyes to that. Um, I think it's uh when I started to look at it, I I, you know, 
when I started to look at it, I just I never thought about it until it until it caught me. Some Ransom say, "I remember the Washington Bullets." Absolutely, them D.C. streets is real. They trill out there. You go to D.C. Anybody been to D.C.? Like you go to the White House, it's amazing because it's the hood, and then it's a square patch of grass, and the White House is there. It's like you wonder why the country isn't better because dude can look out the window and see the hood. Like, yo, the hood is right there. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the 80s, before a lot of cats was born, right, when they had the war on drugs, and uh, they had, a, they had a, a secret service agent buy drugs from in front of the White House, literally bought some crack in front of the White House. It wasn't hard to do. They didn't have to go far. It was right in front of the White House, literally. So. Somebody cooking some, oh, that's, oh, that's Creighton cooking. Creighton, I need more seasoning than that, bro. What's that, pepper? Uh, listen, it's a, if you look in the cabinet, hopefully, it's this orange top that say Lowry's on it. Get that. Take the top off and just, just dump it. I don't want to see the meat. I want to see nothing but orange Larry seasoning sauce. Texas Longhorns, absolutely. Not a sprinkle, not a pinch. You put a pinch of pepper on them. And that's the second picture. The first picture, they ain't even have no, I need you to get some of that orange Lowry's and douse them. Trust me, trust me. Salt and pepper ain't going to work, bro. I'm going to need to see another picture with some uh, with some Lowry's on it. You can you can name all, this, all the uh, seasonings you want. Uh, but if there ain't no orange seasoning on it, I don't trust it. Um, we need you to do HBCU season your meat. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to, you know, we ain't going, that's that's what I need. Anyway, who got W's today? Whoever got W's, we'll let you jump on with. I'm just stalling, letting people get some time to come on in this thing. See who got some W's. See who out here winning. We can give a few people some time to, to slide on in here. And, uh, and go for it. Alex got the uh, skinny man. I mean, not Alex, skinny man over here, man. What's cracking with you, bro? I'm good. I'm good. I actually I actually do have some wins for a change. Um, I'm shooting three events. For, well, not me. I'm only doing one of the events, but my company's contracted to do the three events for a agency in, uh, I think they're in Gainesville, Mm -hmm. But it came from um, I, earlier, no, last year, near the end of last year, I did an event for a nonprofit client and at a school and, you know, just talked to the, the photographer that was there after the thing, um, gave him my information and turns out he does work for this agency. They had some stuff coming up. He couldn't cover it. And so... He gave him my information. They hit me up, and at first it was, they were just talking about one job, but then there's like, oh yeah, we actually got two more jobs coming up, right? Like in within the same two week window, and so now we doing three jobs for him. That's what's up. We got a new Alex. We got now he the real Alex. You skinny man, bro. You skinny man. We got the real Alex, and we got skinny man. Skinny. Hey, man. bro, you look good, man. <laughs> Alex over there, yeah, man. Look at him. Look, Leon, even, go ahead and take that compliment, bro. Like, yo, you about to work out right after yeah. this video. <laughs> uh, actually, today is my rest day. I re I did 
I worked out the last two okay, days. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. Off. Yeah, I, all right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> there was some good wins. So, so they kind of did you do you? Where did you meet the guy? You said you were shooting an event in Metal. I was shooting an event for a, a nonprofit that works with um, kids and young ladies in uh, like middle school and high school, and just taking some event video, you know, doing an event recap. And he just happened to be there, um, taking pictures of the same event. Uh, and so I just took it as an opportunity. And, and he was, I don't know if he was working for the um, the guest that was at the event, because it was a bank that was like putting on, that was like the special guest at the event, or if he was working for the nonprofit directly. Uh, but either way, um, you know, I just talked to him at the end of the event while we was wrapping up and everything and, and passed him my info. And, you know, nine months later, ten months later, it turns into a job or three jobs. I can't tell you how many jobs I got from other photographers and videographers. That's why I tell you network with them. I can, yeah, no, I, I, when, whenever I go into or whenever I participate in networking things, whether it's online or in person, I tell people like, yo, I want to connect with other videographers, photographers, other marketing agencies, because uh, those, those are like the easiest jobs to get, because if they hit you up, usually it's because somebody said, or, or if you've talked with them and they like your vibe, like they'll just give you the work when they get it. I do that, and then I develop relationships where you know if they if they're sick or they're d- double booked or can't do something, I'm your guy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and know. it and it comes back because like because like I don't want to do photo like I want to be able to offer photography services. Um, I don't actively do it when people ask me. I'd be like, yeah, I can get a photographer, but but so you know having relationships with photographers like the dude who's doing they wanted photography and videography for this. I don't take photos, but I was like, yo, I got at least one guy. And so I had my, I got my guy, Santa. Um, his real name really is Santa. What? And yeah, Santavius, you know. Oh, I, I thought he was real old or something. <laughs> Santavius. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, his parents. Was... <laughs> yeah, but he goes by Santa. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he. We're going to name him. Name him Santa. All right. That's what happened when it was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But he's, but he's a really cool dude, <laughs> dope photographer. And so I was just able, I just hit him with a quick call, like, yo, bro, are you available on these days? Where? All right, I'll pay you. Boom. Done. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the name, bro. I'm sorry. Santavius. I'm sorry. Guys, can you can you imagine just getting that resume? Like, nah. I ain't even gonna read past the Santavius. Cold blood. That's probably a reason why he's a freelance photographer. Yeah, we need to get him as a member. He need he need these uh this info because uh they they did him they did him dirty with that name, bro. Santavius. Hey, he's living his best life right now. In short, is Santa? He probably the man Christmas time, bro. That's okay. Hey. He get the ho ho hoes. Yeah. <laughs> That would be my pickup line if that was him. Man, I I just, when you name your kids, if you're young, you listening to this. When you name your kids, you think about naming your kids, two things are important. Don't give them a name that sounds good just for kids because they're going to be older one day. And two, put it on a resume and just look at it. Just look at it. Just see if it works for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all I want to say. Hey, he 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 made out better than my boy Jadonald. <laughs> J- Jadonald. 
Yep. That, his mama don't know who the daddy is. Is it the Donald or is Jerry? Is it the John or Donald? I'm going to name you Jadano. You look like both of them. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Jadano. Dang, that's rough. Listen, any all my young all my young members out there. He, you know he was hood. Yeah, he got, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his resume requires a background check. Requires it. You look like both of them, so I'm going to name you Jadano. I don't know which one of your daddy, but you look like both. That's cold bloody right there, man. Just, just you know, my young members, just keep that in mind when you uh. My nah, name, it, it, my it, name Tyrone. It was, it was my like kid ain't gonna be Tyrone. Apostrophe Donald. Wow. <laughs> I met I no I met a girl name was spelled as so it was Asole, A S S H O L E. Asole. That's asshole. That was her name. A-S-S-H-O-L and it had the E at the end with the Asole. Mom thought it was Spanish, bro. Mom thought it was beautiful. I said, you are an asshole. That's cold bloody. That's the paid detectives. Facts. <laughs> I know y'all seen uh what Ladasha, a girl named Ladasha, L-A Dash A. La I was like La A. The dash ain't silent. Ladasha? Wait, 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 wait. They wanted you to pronounce the dash? Facts. L-A dash A. Ladasha. The mom said that the dash ain't silent. I said, what? Facts. Let's say I met a woman named Shavin Pussy. Shavin Pussy. I've met some real bad names. Had a patient named Hennessy. Facts. A lot of COVID names. A lot of COVID kids out here named COVID. I don't think we can blame that on COVID. No, you can't. They're but they're about two years old. It's don't 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 do your kids like that. All my young members, don't do your kids like. My name is Tyrone. I would never name my child Tyrone. His, my youngest name is Ty. T-Y. That's it. You don't know what he is. Wouldn't do Tyrone. So, it happened. And me and my wife expecting. We, uh, well, oh, <laughs> we, gotta, we got Micah or Sophia. Okay. My daughter. I got my daughter named Micah. I like that because you don't know which boy or girl. You don't know what she is. There we go. Unisex. That's that's what's up. Okay. Good. Good. I'm good. See this? See this? This conversation is right on time for somebody. So at least I know one person. I got you. Worst name I ever saw was Abacadee. Was ABCD. How you say that? I've I've seen some, yeah, some bad names. I've seen a lot of bad names. How's it pronounced? Absidy. 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 It sounds dope, but if she ever spelled her name wrong one time, we got a problem. I've seen... I've seen a lot of bad names in Atlanta. I blame Atlanta. Atlanta had Atlanta is the home of bad names. Atlanta is just where I just and I was working for a career builder at the time, so I would see a lot of people call in. You know, not only would they have bad names, they would have bad email address. But but popper twenty two. I'm trying to uh, submit a job. Sir, what's your email address? B u t t p o p. Hold up. Pause. 
These email addresses are free. And this the one you put on your resume? I've seen some way worse than that. I've seen some way worse than that. Email addresses. Grown people with these email addresses trying to get a job. True story. Um, but it's, it's just craziness, man. Some people just, anyway, who else got some W's? Anybody else give people a few seconds because I know smoke coming in, in a room getting bigger and bigger. First job Ty ever had in my life was working at this pizza, this place called Pizza Village. I was 13. The name of the owner's last name was Hussey. H U like Hussey. like Hut yeah, right, Hussey. You know what he named his daughter? Oh man, I'm scared to do Yeah, that. baby. You don't name your daughter Happy when your last name is Hussey. Happy Hussey. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh God. Boy, she had a rough life in the South. She was in the South. Happy Bro. Hussey. Oh, uh, oh man. Wow. That's bad marketing. And they had a business? How was they business in business making bad marketing decisions like that? A little pizza place. They kept it flooded during the, the afternoon and early evening. Yeah, they had hussies in the back. Everybody was showing up. <laughs> <laughs> of course. They was getting more than pizza. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a little, yeah. that's yeah. I, I, I'll share some, I, I think, L's. I don't know, maybe W's. I, I don't share often, so I would say truly, I've actually been busy. And, and thank you, Mr. Luke, because I bug the shit out of him sometimes uh, in, in these things. But I feel like, um, you know, you talk, you, you talk a whole. We we review and go over constantly. You know, actually being active and doing something, uh, looking like your business. I got a smile yesterday because I left a water bottle in the doctor's office and they called me back and asked me if it was mine. I was in shirt, water bottle. Look, she said, this looks like a nice water bottle, sir. Uh, something as simple as that. Uh, <laughs> but even in the, even in the midst of the last week or two, um, like I said, I, I've been busy and you, you know, you, you talk, we talk about, uh, I'm trying to get it down in a way that makes sense. We talk about like taking, uh, throat punches and things, man. Mm -hmm. We all need them, but we need them for different reasons. Not just because we, uh, we need reps to figure out what punch is coming, but I, I thought about it the other night and it reminded me of Mortal Kombat. Everybody's seen the, the, the latest Mortal Kombat where they put them out in a circle of sand and everybody got to fight until they figure out their, oh, you kid, their, yep. their special move. Yep. yep we have to go out and take those punches until we figure out what our special move is. Okay. I figured out what my special move was this week. Um, I don't have anything concrete, but I will be submitting to a, a hospital, a, a full out uh, hospital who somehow doesn't have their content in order. It started out truly as me reaching out to a local little itty bitty doctor's office asking them about uh, like updated pictures. There was a lady there who had lost like 70 pounds in the last year. Mm -hmm. So she's different. Don't see any pictures up on the wall. Don't see any content streaming on their, their screens. Um, the next day, an associate manager called me and we talked about it. And she said, well, hmm, I'll have to talk to such and such about it. Such and such is the director of this uh, health institution. Um, and you know how, so I come from clinical. Uh, and I've been trying to run away from it, but clinical is also the, the the same reason that as I was talking to these people, I could see and feel their shoulders go down. It's like um, 
it's like a, I say you have somebody in IT who has gotten a certification. You just know they certified, but they ain't did the work. Like it's a difference, right? Yep. Somebody who did the work, you come in and you're like, oh, well, I've done such and such and such and such. You see their shoulders kind of go down. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm pushing the inner into corporate because it's what I've been familiar with. It also pays. I, obviously, we talked about, you know, don't be no damn fool. Uh, but at the same time, because of the experience I have now, I never knew I had a sword in my back until this week because I hadn't been pushing to do it. It had just been kind of somewhat more conveniently, you know, set in. Um, but, but to now, um, like I said, I don't, it's not, there are opportunities I didn't have. And one of these uh, could be my babe roofer, if you will. <laughs> yeah. The thing about failure is you're not going to grow without failing. Like, when you when you have some success, you stop being afraid of failure and you embrace it because failure is what got you there. You don't win and keep winning. You lose a lot until you learn how to win. Um, and that may sound cliche. It may sound like, you know, a halftime football speech. But – before we before we do anything great and we see people doing great things, we assume that they woke up and walked into it. Like we don't, you know, they always say you don't see the shots that, that Michael Jordan took in the gym by yourself. Like you just, you, you have to be okay with failing. Um, you have to embrace it. And and when I say failure, I mean, I mean the type of failure where like everything goes right, but it don't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the type of failure where you actually get what you asked for and you realize it's not what you wanted type of failure. Like those are, to me, the worst type of failures to get over because as a person, you never really, you feel a little more defeated because you got what you asked for. And I, I like to use my example of, I, I got a car that I'm building, whatever is my build. You know, there were things that I really wanted to like, like, man, I'm going to save up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get these wheels. These are the wheels I want. Man, they're mad expensive. I'm going to get them. And you get them and you ride around with them and you look at them one day and you're like, these ain't it. This ain't it. Right. I got what I wanted. I spent the money. I can't get this money back for them because, you know, they can sell on, you know, use. I can sell and get something for them. But I, I, I actually achieved what I thought was a goal to realize this ain't it. But I needed that to find out what is it. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you're going to get what you asked for and it takes you getting it to realize it ain't everything. And I'm going to give you an example of when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. A goal that we're all like looking at six figures. 
you're going to make a hundred thousand dollars and you're going to realize a hundred thousand dollars ain't it. There's not a person I know who made a hundred thousand dollars. It's like, ah, yeah, I'm cool. Like you like, uh, it's cool, but I need more. Not because you're greedy, not because you, you know, you just realized that that was your milestone. And once you achieve that milestone, it's just, it's not, it ain't everything. Also, now that you know how to make 100,000, your idea of making two becomes a lot easier. Your first 100,000 is hard. The, the next nine become a lot easier because you understand, you know, how the game go. And your, your fuel, like your, your, your drive is a lot higher now that you, you know, know what it takes to get there. And, and I, you know, if, if six figures is your goal, keep it as your goal. Don't worry about the next stage until you get there, but keep it as your goal. I'm just, don't be surprised when you reach your goal, you're still going to be hungry. You're not going to be full at a hundred thousand. And that is why you see people like Warren Buffett that's worth whatever a billion still wake up and go hard every day because it's not about the number. It's about the score. It's about pushing the score up. That man don't use, if you've ever, it was a documentary I watched about his life. Dude was driving an O2 Cadillac and eating McDonald's for breakfast. Like it wasn't about the money. He lived in a small home with his wife. They were frugal. One of the richest guys you ever, it, it wasn't about the money. It's about the score. It becomes a game. Um, and we, and you, you will get there. Your business will get there. That's why businesses want to improve month over month. It's about the score. Uh, it's just about wanting to win. And once you, once your habits, once you get rid of all your losing habits and you start to develop winning habits, you, you, you don't want to lose at all. You just want to win. And the goal in life for me, I, I can't speak for everybody is to get to the point where money isn't the driving factor, right? That's why they say don't focus on the money in business. Focus on winning. The money will come. If you focus on the money, you're going to reach your 100000 and you're going to be like, all right, I'm, I'm here now. All right. Focus on growing the business. Focus on putting the time and effort into being more efficient and growing your business and learning about business and introducing new ideas and techniques and skills to your business. Um, book club meeting, they talked about the, the creating the perfect landing page, right? Uh, when you create a landing page, it's all about conversions. So, so what? You got a thousand people to your website. If you don't have a thousand buying from you, what's the point? My goal is to convert as many people as possible to paying clients and customers. And you may start with a low number. I think like the average, a good conversion rate is like 5%. You know, you're going to look at your page and see that it's at 0.5%. The goal is to grow it, get it, make it better. Find out how, tweak this and look at that. And, you know, just to figure out what it takes to be more successful. And as in your business, you should be feeling the same way. What, you know, I work with a client. What did I do that made this client not call me back compared to the clients that called me back? Businesses need video and photo and, and content every day, all the time. What am I, what am I doing 
where I'm not working with past clients again. I'm only working with a client once. That's not right. That's not cool. What am I doing? Am I not following up? Am I not checking back? Am I under, am I over-promising and under, under-delivering? Like, what is it about me, my company, and what I offer to prevent them from buying from me over and over again? Because think about it. In your life, you're more comfortable buying from places you bought from again. You're more comfortable going back to McDonald's or Target. or You're more comfortable and familiar with places you bought from again. So why, why aren't your clients doing you that way? There's a reason. It's up to you to find out what that reason is. There, there, there aren't new people discovering Walmart every day. It's the same people who've been going to Walmart, continue to go to Walmart every day. They've been going, they go to McDonald's and order the same thing. They don't even try new stuff on the menu because they like this. So with your business, you have to look at how you do business to understand or figure out why clients don't come back to you as often as they should. That, that is more valuable than bringing in new clients because bringing in new clients is hard work. They, they micromanage you. They don't know what to expect. They biting their nails. They, they over your shoulder. They want to see a shot. Clients that work with you, like, hey, what you need me to do? Let's do it. Oh, I know it's going to come out dope. Let's do it. And I'll give you an example. Um, told you today we, we added some shots to the Spectrum shoot, right? They saw the draft and was blown away. To the point where they felt comfortable, like, hey, we want to we want to spend more money with you. We want to add more to it. Cool. And that's exactly what they did. They added more to it because they were comfortable with what we provided. They were comfortable with the customer service we provided. They were comfortable with the flexibility we provided. They were com- they were comfortable with our ability to break down what needs to take place in order for them to achieve their goals. They the the way the 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 video quality was a bonus because remember we didn't talk one time about video quality with the client i we didn't talk resolution we didn't talk whether they needed 720p or 4k we didn't talk about none of that we didn't have to that's not what they value they value flexicution and a company that was going to hold their hand to help them finish a project a project that they were not familiar with doing and it was training videos right it was training videos absolutely and did you did did y'all provide all the scripts or how did how did y'all handle that part so they provided scripts we pretty much we were able to translate into our language what they provided they because they didn't know where to start they never wrote a script they did they delivered scripts them as powerpoint presentations And we had the ability to sit down and say, hey, this doesn't work well for video. This does. This part right here where we describe it, this is great for text. It's not great for video. So in going back and forth with our with the script writers who their job has nothing to do with writing script. Like even myself, when I was in um, when I was at TGI Fridays, I was in learning and development. I was around a lot of training writers who write text-based training for companies. They don't have experience in writing scripts. It's not what they do. They don't have the background in doing it. They don't know. 
So at Fridays, I used to literally translate what they, I would translate what they wrote to an actual shootable script. And over time working with them, they began to, to deliver video ready scripts to me. They got good at it because now they know, okay, I don't need to do this. I don't need, it's less, right? I'll give you an example of another thing. They wanted scripts in English and Spanish. Spanish is a much longer language time-wise. You could say something in eight seconds in English, it's 12 seconds in Spanish or 15 seconds in Spanish, right? Well, why is that important? It's important because I understand that if we're going to shoot a script for both languages, that shot, I may need to hold it a little bit longer so that we'll have enough time and space for Spanish. Now, in the beginning, they would give it to me and we would just, you know, create a shot list for English and I would have to slow down. I would have to slow down a shot. So we're dealing with food. Somebody's frying something. I'm slowing it down as their hand going in so we can say the whole Spanish part. Boom, boom. I'll give you another tip too, real quick. If you want a tip on working with video that require English and Spanish, we used to break the scripts down where every sentence had a number, right? So sentence one would be, hey, welcome to the training video. Two would be, today we're going to talk about and then I would create the, the English audio and number it and deliver it so we can get it recorded in Spanish and they will have everyone to match the number. So though I did not speak Spanish, I was able to drop it on the timeline. And I know that since this is Spanish file two, it's talking about the same thing as English file two. I know what to show during this time. So for me who didn't, I didn't understand it. I didn't, I didn't want to get a, a two minute file of the training video in Spanish and my, my cuts aren't right because I don't know when he's still talking about pizza and when he's talking about just the dough, I would break it up into numbers. Okay, this is, this is Spanish and I would do, some people do paragraphs. This is paragraph one. I wanted it almost sentence by sentence. So I'm just, that, that just will make it easier for me whenever, or anybody who's dealing with a language they don't understand to know that, hey, Sentence 43 in English is, you know, this is sentence 43 in Spanish. So it needs to make sure it shows what you're showing when you're talking about sentence 43 in English. So those are just little tips for those who, if you're working with, um, if you're working with a language you don't understand, it just makes it easier for you to still do the work and not have a problem. You can still use it however you want to, but um, I, I that that's, that was just my secret way of doing it or easy way of doing it. Um, you know what I'm saying? But, but knowing that, you know, working with those learning and development coworkers, I started to realize that the issue that a lot of companies had and my experience translating their thoughts and ideas into functional training videos helped me when I, you know, help me now when I'm working with bigger clients who have the same problem. And I can promise you, Billion dollar spectrum has the same problem. They don't have video script writers. They have learning and development people who would like to present a video for this topic. Your ability to take their hand and translate that is very valuable. I, I cannot tell you. If you want to do B2B, practice that. Your ability to take somebody's hand or just walk in and say, I'm not going to say say it, but if you approach the client with 
the confidence of a company that we, you know, that work with people like them, if that's your target audience and, and helping them complete the project. Cool. That's what they want. They, they can relate to that more than somebody who fancy smashed the, Hey, we going to make it look good and blah, blah, blah. They spectrum. Didn't, we didn't talk about none of that. We didn't talk about not one piece of equipment. I promise you my whole conversation with them, they didn't care what it was shot on. And most big companies don't when you do B2B. Only people care about what is shot on is people that shoot movies. That's why I like to make sure we understand the big gap between being a filmmaker and a content creator. Those are filmmaker problems. Those aren't content creator problems. And that's why I like to say, you know, people say, oh, ain't nobody, iPhones ain't gonna never replace. When it comes to creating content, iPhone's coming. New iPhone 15 records ProRes on an external drive now. So plug in your USB-C uh, SSD hard drive that's that big, and now you got ProRes raw or ProRes on that card from your iPhone. I don't know if you checked, but if you put your camera in auto, it's, it still can't keep up with how great the auto is on iPhone. I don't know if like try it. Look at look at how great your low light is for your 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 cell phone compared to your f two point eight lens you just spent three thousand dollars for with a big sensor behind it. Unless you got something crazy like an A seven S, I give it five years. Five years you will be using your camera to shoot way more than you shoot now, way more than you think. So. Tara Brown said, many win after a live streaming. She don't ever, when did you come on camera? You'll be coming on camera sometimes. I know you be out there. We, we need you on camera. Um, after live streaming an event, a musician approached me about creating a lyric video for him. He wants animated lyrics to stock footage for YouTube content. Uh, due to my current workload, I'm thinking of outsourcing the work and keeping a percentage. I also research AI software that can expedite the editing process. Okay, I got something for you. Man, I got something for you. For anybody. If you want to do quick, fast, animated lyrics or uh, auto-subtitling, I'm about to tell you the application that's free. That is a beast, right? I'm going to tell you when it's free. DaVinci Resolve is great, but we ain't going there. CapCut. CapCut for your computer has auto captions that is second to none. This is dope. What'd you say, Alex? Desktop version. Yep. Yes. The desktop version of CapCut. You can drop it in there, say auto capture, and it'll create the caption. Then you can choose from a bunch of templates on how you want it to look. You want it to be word by word, line by line, whatever. Go look into CapCut. Tara, go look into CapCut, the desktop version. They're the, it's free. They do got a paid version. I love to use it especially for if I'm doing um, content for like my car channel, stuff like that. My shorts, all of my shorts that you see me pumping out like crazy, all of the subtitle comes from CapCut. And look, look at Alexa back there talking. I did not ask Alexa what time it is. I got too much AI in my house. Um, but but um, yeah, CapCut is dope. I started using it on the phone, downloaded the desktop version. I love it. Um. Let me get through the physical year and I got you. I'll be on cam more. 
The daily is killing me. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. I'm just messing with you. We we got to get. I, I got to find a way to bring to get more uh more 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 women involved with Flash from Academy. That's why I say a lot of great women, um, a lot of great female content creators. Um, so I just you know we want to showcase them and feature them more. Um, one of my favorite editors who who worked with me a while back, uh, she was a beast. But somebody came and snatched her up, gave her that bag, and was like, "Look, uh, we're gonna need you to stop." editing for him we got some full-time bread for you over here and they stole her away but i'm gonna steal her back though i'm gonna get him when he get off work tonight oh, i forgot what song that is i think that's you know that's that old project pat but anyway um yeah cap cut is where is that cap cut is when you i, I like no no davinci resolve studio is still it that's still my high end i'm doing good work davinci resolve is it they got AI uh, subtitles as well. CapCut is just easy. The things that they allow you to do with that, like my son is my son is nine. He used CapCut to edit to edit his YouTube videos. He's using he's using CapCut. I got a younger son that's four that want to edit video. Like editing video is becoming it's becoming a trade nowadays. Video editing is is a good like side hustle, you know. Back in the day, I used to edit video a lot. Some kids was cutting grass to make money. I was editing video with VHS tapes. So let them edit. Let 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 them edit. Let people let your kids edit. Give them cap cut. The principles are very similar to, you know, um, Final Cut Pro and things like that. My son edits on cap cut. I'm moving him over to iMovie next, and then he gonna move over to DaVinci Resolve. So he taking that step. But once you get the concept of editing, you know, I can place any app in front of you and it's just a matter of you learning the shortcuts or where things are. But CapCut makes it very easy to do a lot of stuff. A lot of, a lot of templates and things that they have is ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at, if you look at um, Instagram and TikTok, their apps allow you to edit, you know, on the, on the app. So kids are starting to edit more and more. People are starting to edit more and more. It's just, it, you know, it's just, you know, we were we were just doing it before it was cool, but it's, you know, it's going everywhere. Great skill set to have. Um, anybody else got any L's? Who got some L's this week? That's what I want to hear. Go go for it, Alex. The real Alex. Not you, skinny man. <laughs> Not you, skinny man. Well, uh, since this is my first time uh, being on an actual accountability hour, uh, I've been doing this for a little while now, and... Uh, well, not a little. I was like since 2020, really. I picked up a camera for the first time, but uh, from then I've been um, doing video shoots for like uh, uh, HR company who does HR uh, internal marketing for like um, uh, hospitals, mm, like cool. hospital systems. So uh, I'm just doing the videography, like eight hours, just interviews, interview after interview, mic'd up and everything, and I don't touch the editing. It's a solid like thousand per day, right? But like you guys were talking about on the on like that failing side. Hold up, hold um, up, hold up. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't drop that. It's a grand a day and just skate past that. You know what I'm saying? Let me just uh. Let well, me... <laughs> well that, that's the thing. It's, it's it's good money, but it's not where I want to be because you know that's where I thought I want to be is just right, a video. Right. Um, you know, shoot. I love to edit, but I didn't need to do that to make that. But um, I realized that 
I got that job through a friend of mine who didn't know I did video mm-hmm. and saw came across one of my videos. And then her, her uh, she's the VP of the company. So um, she brought me in to do the video. Um, now, with that being said, I'm, I didn't have to really work to get that job, right? So I didn't have to pitch. I didn't have to email market. I didn't have to, like, I'm going through the modules right now. I'm like, yeah, I didn't do this the right way. Um, but at the same time, uh, I'm learning a lot. I'm trying to implement, right? So with that being said, I'm, I've gotten where I, w- I thought I wanted to be getting paid jobs, but I don't know how I got there. Right. right. You, yeah, if that yeah, makes sense. That makes so, total sense. I, I think for a lot of us, when you have a network, and you just and you and you make it public that you do this. You are gonna have stuff land on your lap, right? I, I call them layups. You are gonna have stuff right. land on your lap. It may not be the direction you want to go. It may not be the target audience, but it's paying, it's experience, mm-hmm. and it lands on your lap. Go get it. You know what I'm saying? While you yeah build this over here, you know what I mean? And, and you, you know it's dope that you yeah. had one that you know that pays that well that lands on your lap because a lot of you know a lot of people start with just free work. Right. And I did a lot of free work. Uh, but then I also did see the, the, I have no niche right now and I'm trying to niche down. So that's hospital work interviews, right? The interviews, uh, I got a lot better at it, like within the, you know, over time. But before that I did, um, hospital or not hospital hotel. Um, so one of my friends is a voice actor and I did his headshots. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and he used those headshots for basically everything he's done. Like he almost got that Apple, the Apple Watch, uh, voiceover spot uh, last year, but I did his headshots and then hit to find out his mom is an event coordinator at um, in Houston. There's a hotel called the Shifley. It's a, a boutique hotel by I think Marriott yep. or something. I know exactly. Or Hilton. Yeah. So um, by through that, I was able to get in touch with like the um, the marketing director. And then the GM of the whole hotel. So I got in with that. So I was thinking about doing events and that's kind of where I'm niching down to. So recently I went to um, the West End Hotel at the Galleria in Houston. And um, I tried to pitch the uh, of one of the event coordinators there as a beta client, right? Uh, because I've never had a beta client. So I, I did, you know, the beta client pitch that you put in the module. Mm-hmm. I basically did that, you know, I like just talked to him and, um, we eventually got back in contact after he went on vacation. Uh, but only to find out that they already have an uh, because it's uh, the West and they have their own set of marketing, yep. like photographer, videographer, all that, which makes sense. But they said they will push me out to the clients that they get for any, um, uh, I guess, uh, multimedia needs yeah. and that's, they have events. That's, that's great. If if you look at the um beta client not the beta client connect with the hotel owner, there's yeah. there's one where he kind of talks about, you know, hey, when we sign this franchise deal, we gotta go through their people. But if they got a conference room, you can be their go-to mm-hmm. guy for their conference room. And I can't if you can get locked in with that, man, not only do it creates a revolving income, but you'll have the ability to meet so many people during those events where Right. And that that's kind of what the goal was, because I, I, um, I talked to the event coordinators talking about, you know, I'm creating this specific product. It's testimonial videos for the events that are coming. Um, so they'll do testimonials basically for that event space saying how great it was or 
if how they enjoyed it, and also giving the test, uh, making testimonial videos for the actual event holders, so that they w- I can get my foot in the door with mm-hmm. them. But I realized because that's events only, it's um, it would be a wide range of. Would that be a wide range of niches, or would that still stay, be staying within the same niche? Um, it's it's a wider c- corporate event. It's a wider range. However, mm-hmm. um, building our it's one of those things where you know it's important that you have that relationship with that hotel because they're gonna send you all the business in the world. Like, like the, it's not a very specific niche. Your niche could be you know hotel events. We do it. Okay. We do hotel events, um, but when gotcha. you when you have a when you have a a faucet because that's what I call it's a faucet of business like that. You can right. you can niche to just that. You're not really marketing, right? Your your job really wow. is just to be available through the hotel. It's not where you got to put your marketing dollars and the brand needs to cater to. It's it's a it's a landing page, you know, right. type of setup. Yeah. Like, hey, we got a landing page for this hotel sign up and you know that's kind of how I would, I would do it i wouldn't the you don't have to that's not who you're going after because you're being fed those clients as long as gotcha. you appeal okay. to the standards of the hotel i think you're fine mm-hmm. but i wouldn't okay. consider it my niche or who i go after who i'm marketing after so you so know that's just the layup that's just like the layup absolutely you get, more or less Absolutely. Okay. That that is the that is the chicken tenders that is on your menu at Olive Garden. Like that ain't what they sell, but they get a lot of right. kids, and kids like chicken tenders. So okay, we go. We not gonna stop selling chicken tenders, although we specialize in Italian food. You know what I mean? So because you got you know because you have that waterfall of business coming in, I am going to cater to you. For me, I'm gonna be honest. Like that was like photo booths for me, right? I didn't want to do photo booths. I didn't care to go after people who want parties however because we landed so many corporate gigs and they wanted photo booths we did it mm-hmm. you know it wasn't my bread and butter um so gotcha. it, it, it's kind of like it, you know it's kind of like that um but with that connection i would definitely develop a landing page to cater to uh that audience even if because it's, it's a layup it's, it's no you know it's no, I'm going to say real work involved, but it's not a hard thing to do. Okay. And Alex, I did see your message. I'll, I'll try that, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. And and somebody else in the community that you might want to connect with is uh, Carlos. He's he's listening to the call right now. Um, okay. Not on camera, but he he does a lot of event work. Um, and I've done event yeah. work in the past. I've, I've worked in the corporate event space uh, for like, 10 plus years, not, not on the videography side, but as a AV tech and you, that could definitely be a niche. Um, it's really just like, like Ty said, if you have that relationship with venues, that can be like the easy work that comes to you, but what will, and, and Ty has experience with this too. What is, what is the niche and what can be like a long-term play is developing a corporate event production company where what you do is you are filming the events, you're doing the testimonials, you're doing content around the events, helping come up with those marketing materials for the people who are putting on the events, the, yeah. those sorts of things. So Ty has a lot of experience. He's talked a lot about that in the past. And you could, gotcha. I mean, let's say you're, let's say you target corporate event planners. They got a market. 
They got to create content. It's two birds That's with true. one stone because they're feeding you clients and you're focused on helping them getting more, getting more clients. So it's you talking about printing money. That's a great place to be because corporate event planners need to market themselves. They need right. clip. So you mean to tell me you send me a client, that client pay me to film their event. I use clips from their event with footage I capture with you, corporate event planner, to help you get more events that you feed back to me. Let's go. Mm-hmm. That's a win-win situation. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? So gotcha. I may now on the event side, I may be covering, you know, multiple events, but but my goal is to make sure my corporate event planner you know, that we create the right content for them. Gotcha. Find like a forward thinking corporate event planner. Cause a lot of corporate event planners are super old school with how they work. It's all referrals. It's all network. It's all who it's all, Oh, this client recommended me to somebody else. And so there's a lot of people in the corporate events that still work by that old school mentality. They don't market. They just strictly go off word of mouth and referrals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did try to go. Um, there's a, uh, a pretty reputable corporate event planner here in Houston, which I try to go visit their physical location and talk to somebody. But when I went, went like during regular normal business hours, it was it was vacant. So I'm I'm not sure if that's just like a building that they own that they get mail or. You're you're very uh, rarely going to catch a corporate event planner in their office. You, yeah, you're probably going to set an appointment. They're, they're and, gotcha. Okay. You're traveling. There. Use that um. Use that. Use that Starbucks gift card trick. You know, okay. use use okay. that trick. It works because because you can set an appointment. I've had people, you know, do things just give you like DoorDash gift cards. Hey, you know, mm-hmm. I want to send you lunch. Where can I send it? But I also want to send you a video explaining what we do and how we can help you. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like that's kind of the new trend that almost worked on me. I did, you know, some people that wanted me to listen to their spill, and they was like, "We got a DoorDash gift card." And, you know, me being a, yeah. a chubby guy, I'm like, that's how you get me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like dang. Yeah. All right. So, you know what I'm saying? It works. It definitely works. But, you, okay, you know, I'll try that out. knowing who your audience is, a lot of times, a lot of corporate event planners that I work with were, were very similar to me. They, they, they're very similar to high-end realtors. You know what I'm saying? Like, high-end realtors want their face on everything. They want to be out front. Um, mm-hmm. they, they like that, you know what I'm saying? They like that luxurious content look. Um, so right. you can kind of entice them with that a little bit. Um, and you know, helping them, helping them make their events look bigger than they are so that they can attract bigger fish. Um, gotcha. you know, just uh, for me, I know, like I've worked with event planners and I kind of, the carrot that I kind of dangle over their head is more along the lines of helping them attract bigger clients. Cause I, I corporate event planner and they, they, they was working on a $6 million uh, event and they were like, we want bigger. I'm like, and I was, you know, but great example of that and, and how I was helping this corporate event planner, um, helping them, they referred me to, um, to do some stuff with Scion, right. Which helped me get my foot in the door with Toyota which helped me shoot more stuff for Toyota. So it was, you know what I'm saying? It, it was a gotcha. good situation um, that came from me helping that corporate event planner with some smaller stuff. And then when they got a bigger company, I was the guy 
Um, and I killed it. I was, I was, brought, I brought a drone out. It got attacked by a bird. It was a whole long story. I, I don't know if <laughs> y'all remember that, story, that story where I, uh, that was the last company I ever did WordPress website because somebody hacked my site. So when they click on their pictures, it take them to oh, an adult yeah. site. That was the account <laughs> that it happened. Ow, chicka, wow, wow. Yeah. It was bad. It was a purple. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like, it was, it wasn't even like regular adult stuff. It was like, beyond like fetish crazy it was like some crazy stuff like well, people do this it was one of them yeah. things where you can't you're supposed to cut it off but you can't i can't unsee because you're like what am i looking is he really they people like people people want to see this like it was bad it was bad so yeah it was tough My well uh also if i um if there's anybody in houston or like cypress jersey village area ish that would like to connect i'd love to connect to we have uh, quite a few people around. from Houston. Creighton, Creighton, yeah, Creighton. Just don't eat, don't eat his uh, ribs because he ain't putting no uh, Larry Caesar yeah. sauce on him. He just got pepper. Um, it was a few people. We had people on last week. Houston is man. I get I get more people in Houston than Dallas. I'll be in Houston next month. I got to come out there next uh, month there. For, for a car event. Right. I'll let y'all know. Oh shoot! Right. Yeah, yeah. go down there with the crew, and uh, it's a car event. I'm, I go to every year out there. Shameless plug for a second channel. I mean that too, yeah. That too. I'm is there what uh, what event is it? Uh, it's Lone Star Mopar Fest. It's gonna okay. be out. Have you heard of Katie? Uh huh. Katie, Texas. Oh, okay. It's like yeah, it's like twenty minutes from me. Yeah. Um, but have you heard of uh, Elite Street Riders by chance? Or Elite uh, Elite Street Fest? It's a big like motorcycle. It sounds they do familiar. crazy stunts up. Yeah. Um. That's another part, like, I, I really just dip my toes in everything because uh, I did real estate. I did voiceover for Toyota. One. Oh, that's um, it's, yeah, was, but th this is what I mean about, like, getting things kind of layups, but just not knowing how I got there. Right, right. So that, I'll be working on that. The, the best thing I can tell you about a layup, and this goes for everybody, right? When you get a layup, under promise and over deliver. Keep them as a mm -hmm. on, like, especially if it's, sometimes layups are trash. Like, sometimes you get bad layups sometimes you get really good layups and the goal is to keep that company keep working with that company over and over again that's why often some people would be like man you work with that company but they that's not your niche well yeah it was presented to me as a layup and i just developed a relationship with them to continue to work with them so it looked like i'm working with outside of my niche but i'm not i just got four regular clients that are layups and as they grow and move to different things, they bring people, hey, I want you to work with. So you'll have stuff outside of your niche that's layups. And you, you know, go do it. Go do it. Um, and, and you just have those clients for life. I mean, one of my layups was a trailer company. We shot trailer footage for them. I mean, that wasn't my niche, but they were consistent. They, they, they understood the value of growing their YouTube channel. Um, and, you know, we work with them to the point where they were able to open a new location in California. And, you know, they had a location in Colorado, a location in Texas and a location in California. They were growing off of YouTube um, because they had, you know, footage of their the, their custom builds. I didn't know how trailers work, but for anybody that don't know, tra these trailer companies buy the trailer bare bones from a company and then they outfit it um, based off what you specialize in and then they resell it. So they buy it wholesale, bare and then they out, they'll they'll add the cabinets and stuff you want. Let's say if you got motorcycles, you want the tracks in the back, 
you want the racks and you know stuff you may want however you want it. They build it and customize it to your liking, and then they sell it to you. Um, and you know, it was great for them to have videos of the trailers they completed to show people what they can do. Because just like I mentioned last week, a lot of people don't buy from you because they don't know you offer it. So the goal with this company was to make sure that people knew what they could do. And I mean, they were doing some crazy stuff. Like three bedroom, two bathroom trailer with, you know, a horse, horses in the front and your house in the back. It was nuts. But I mean, you, I didn't know you can do that, but you can do it here in Texas. Here in Texas, you want your horses by your house? We can do it. That's my, that's my, uh, my Texas accent. When I get in the room and everybody got a cowboy hat but me. That's how I started talking. My name is Ty, and I like cameras. They were like, we like this guy. I said, Marcus, that's how you be talking. You looking at me like I'm stealing your words, man. You know what? J-E-T-S, Jets. What you, what you, I'm sorry. Still man. win. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jets fan. Still win. Four plays, man. That's a slow jet. But it's all good, man. Maybe next year. Maybe next year it'll be your year, Jets fan. I understand. It's okay. It's it's good to see you too, Ty. It's good to see you too. <laughs> Much love. You know I got to mess with you, man. You got to. But did, did you see how they won? Barely. Who did they play? The guy had 12 fumbles. He fumbled a fumble. Oh, wait. Not the Giants. Giants got destroyed. Yeah. Don't, if any Giants fans, please just keep your stuff on mute for a minute. Don't even. Yeah. Uh, they played the Bills. Wait, yeah, they played the Super Bowl contender. They still and beat them. They still, I got lucky. It's okay. Josh Allen had a bad game, man. It's okay. That's his normal games. What you talking about, Willis? That you know, it's, it's see, Alex is be, be gone. He's like, I don't talk about football and sports. I don't want to talk about business. Facts. Alex is leaving. Business and hitting leaving. the weights. Business and hey. gym time. Like, That's what we're trying to be. So, yeah. So, but uh, corporate event planners, back to the, you know, we don't want to jets. Y'all got enough going on today. But corporate event planners is a great way to, it's it's a great place to be if you want to do events. I tell people all the time, pick a corporate event planner, especially if they specialize in the type of events you want to shoot, and get buddy-buddy with them. Give them a cut. Make it so they can just put it on your calendar and you shoot it. You will be in a great place. Because you get about four corporate event planners, you're set for the year. Quit your job. Where do we find those? The yellow book, <laughs> the yellow pages. No, uh, corporate event planners. I mean, I'm not trying to like crack a joke, but Google is one great place. Um, but the thing is this, you got to be careful because you'll get a regular event planner that don't do corporate events. So, sometimes you'll get a regular event planner that w- will do a corporate event if they can get their hands on it. Um, but you want to get somebody that specializes in corporate events. Um, like I've dealt with corporate event planners and all they do is award ceremonies. So, I mean, award ceremonies are cool. They're like weddings, like make sure you got the right gear, make sure you're ready, make sure you understand, um, how things go, where you need to be. Right. Cause, uh, you had them shooting ceremonies and people get their awards and they're doing this looking for you. You got to be ready to snap and pop. Uh, you got to be ready to go. Itinerary is a big thing for corporate. When you do when you do award ceremonies, you need to know the itinerary like the back of your hand, especially if it's just you, because you need to know where you need to be at all times. Um, and the bigger the event, the harder it gets. Right. So, I'll give you an example. 
um, big corporate events allow me to, a lot of people say, well, how do you structure pricing? How do you get a person to agree to three people? Easy. Get their itinerary and say, so you need somebody in this room at this time, but to be at this room at that time, we need two people. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that way we can cover, you know what I'm saying? We cover more. Plus I, multiple people for a corporate event to me, it's like buying insurance. I want two people taking pictures of the speaker, taking pictures of the person that received the award from two different um, positions, just in case anything happened. So I, I, we shot an event that was at a house, right? Big event, big house, big matching. Don't think, you know, it wasn't a house party, but we were videoing and a tree fell at the house in the middle of the party, right? Right on the back uh, dock where everything was at. Some people were like, oh, I got hurt. I got hurt. Nope. Let's pull up the footage. Bro, you were sitting by the exit. What are you talking about? You were sitting over here. Footage helped. That client, because I provided that footage to that client, the raw file, client for life. Client for life. In fact, you may have seen a beta client connect video they did for me because we're such great friends because I saved their butt because two or three people tried to sue him about a tree. It was it was like a branch that had died, I guess, and it just fell off. It was a big branch though. It was it was huge. It was it would have crushed a truck. Nobody was there in the area where it was at. But some people got hit with like some of the ends of the branch, the trees and all that. Didn't like the trees, but the leaves and all of that. It was big. Um, but nobody was injured. I was there and I was really close to it and I captured everything. Um, and and everybody, you know, kind of laughed it off a little bit, but there were one or two people because it was realtors who was like, I ain't making no commission this year. I'm going to sue this guy. And we could settle out of court because I know he's a millionaire. And footage came out. So because of that, he throws me everything he can. Like he, he you know, but it's just about the relationships. You know, yeah, another thing that could be good for um, if you're trying to do the events and stuff is also, and this doesn't always work, but sometimes having relationships with AV companies, because um, a lot of AV companies, they'll get asked about shooting video for events, and a lot of times they don't do it, or, or this is their price range. If they do it, they do it badly. Because um, cause usually they're they're set up for like capturing stuff on stage. Or setting up the- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Video part as part of their video system, shooting the stuff that happens on stage, but they won't have the gear, they won't have the people to like be any audio event, some recording doing event recaps, all of that. So sometimes if you have a relationship with AV companies that will do everything but that, that can be a good, that can be a good lead. Like I, one of the AV companies that I freelance for um, as an AV tech, uh, because they know that I have a video company, 
it, I think it was last year, they threw me a job for one of their events that they didn't hire me on as an AV tech, but I built them $8,000 for that event for three days. And I had three or four people running around shooting for me. Man, you bring two, two light bulbs went off when you said that. One is I had an AV company that don't touch nothing under 200000 and they'll throw anything under that my way. Oh, you want to spend 120000 to cover a live event with three cameras? Sorry, we don't do that. We, we need to rent you the stage and everything for us to capture the event. We got somebody that'll do it for you. Like, y'all don't touch nothing under 200, under 150? Nope. So it's great to have those relationships because what's pennies to them, and they, for them, they got a crew of 40 people, right? They got a crew of 40 people. It doesn't make sense for them to come out for a certain dollar amount that doesn't make them happy. Throw that to me. I'll take that. If that's what you call change, I'll take it. Um, that's one. And two, you'd be surprised at how many hotel companies have audio video people that can either, you know, have the stage, stream it to the camera, but don't record it. They don't record it. So it's just live at the event. They do all the camera stuff. They don't record it. And I thought oh, that was the dumbest thing ever. Be another thing that you can do yep. um, as well if you set up for that, because there's a lot of the AV companies, they they don't do live streaming. Some of them, because of the pandemic, some a lot of more of them have gotten into it now, but there's still some that don't handle the live streaming stuff. They're like, nah, we'll handle everything in the room. If you want to live stream it, you got to get somebody else in here to, to handle that because we focus. Here. I charged the company $10,000 to take their feed from their cameras and live stream it. All I did was take their feed out and live stream it right at the event. And, you know, again, so, I use my technique of uh, giving them their domain name and then, you know, streaming it to their domain name. So were you doing the switching during the live streaming or were they, they were doing all the, wow. They were doing because they that's, had the multi camera set up, set up. They were doing all the switching. I literally was just pumping it to and live streaming it out. Yeah. And the reason we got it is, like I said, my little trick where I sell you a domain, your company name, dot com, whatever's available. And then I'm just creating a simple HTML page with your logo and I'm embedding your YouTube channel or I'm embedding whatever. If I want to stream from Vimeo or Restream or whatever, I can embed it. Um, yeah. And then I, I also, if it's a, if it's a panel, I can also take questions from the panel and then send them uh, over to the moderator or whatever. So it was easy money. And it really, it was a layup. It was a layup situation where, Hey, we need somebody to live stream. And I'm thinking cameras or whatever. We already got, we got everything. Cause the company that it was, it was from a, my relationship with a company that rent stages. All they rent is stages. Um, they rent like LED walls for not not the way we use it now for special effects, but just more of um, more of um, just nice backgrounds. And they got the big projectors to project, you know, the image. Uh, and they referred me a guy I met at an event, and and I just streamed everything. It was for gotcha. a national like AA meeting. Uh, it was like a national one. It was it was weird because I didn't know what it was, and you get there and you're like, what? Everybody looks a little different, but <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, no, but uh, I do appreciate. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say I appreciate the tips, but uh, but before I go, yeah. I just want to. There was a uh, two books that uh, well, one book that I had read. I want to uh, uh, suggest is called um, 
hundred million dollar offers by Alex Hormozzi. Oh, it's like eight people in here. They got it. They like, I got this. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, at, look no, at Marcus. No, no. Look at Marcus. Look at Marcus. Yeah, there we go. I just park. See, Ty, put them on game. Let them know what's coming in the mail. Should be there next week. He, he said, yeah, he said he stole one from a board book. Which book I bought you? He said he stole one from <laughs> me. He ran two blocks. Hundred million uh offers. And, or leads. Yeah, it's hard to find leads. But yeah. um, yeah, yeah, I got, I got the leads book just now. That's what's up. Oh, you say well, you had two books. That was the first one. Was the second one? Well, the oh. the uh, sequel, which is hundred million dollar leads. Oh, okay. But okay. um, yeah, but it it's got some really good stuff as far as like kind of creating an offer. Um, and that like like you talk about like productizing your service, mm-hmm. and um, you know that structure based pricing is obviously going to be part of that. But uh, that I was just uh, thinking about it as I was reading it. Uh, suggested if i could definitely victor uh he he on the book club so yeah we're gonna have to i might have to slide up in that one because uh <laughs> now that i got it you know it'll be in the mail that uh marcus yeah. sent and he stole it uh, uh, yeah yeah we're gonna do that one next month uh i know because it's, it's fresh on everybody's mind and hey if uh, i ended up asking uh, skinny man. a couple guys that were there huh no i was telling skinny man he said he about to go he about to turn oh. sideways and disappear on us. There you go. <laughs> yep. So, so leads is next month. Hundred million dollar leads is next month. Gotcha. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to be in it for that one. All right. Cool. I yeah. will be posting that schedule uh, very soon because we got the schedule on um, on the book club meetings and everything. So I'll be posting that really soon and getting that oh, out, cool, cool. getting that out there. Yes, sir. Well, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. I got to head out. Anytime. Until next time. All right. Definitely. <laughs> appreciate you having you on. Yes, sir. Take care, y'all. You too. So, yeah. So, you you know, it, I like I like corporate events because it ain't a lot of editing involved unless you're doing highlight videos and uh, it's it's some good bread. Go ahead, Victor. Uh, um, so, I guess I do. Uh, I do have uh, shoot both uh, I guess some W's. So, first off, uh, um, Today I had a I had a a photo shoot for that uh, the nonprofit that I was working with, and you know um, shoot while I was there to perform that photo shoot, I ended up talking to the uh, my contact that's that's there, and she was she was blown away. Shoot, they were blown away with the covers that we provided. You know that was the as far as she knows that was the those are the best images they've gotten in the 15 year history of that of their their fundraiser event. That's that's good. That's dope. Uh the crazy the crazy part about it is uh, um my original contact of the um uh who I who actually brought me in, she no longer works there. And I'm like, oh uh, all right. Um at least we did our job. I have nothing to do with that. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but we're gonna treat we're gonna continue trying to keep uh keep everything in order and make it the best every time. She may go yeah. somewhere else and, and hit you up. I've had that happen when they go somewhere different and call me and I work both. Hopefully so. That Hey, I, I, I'd be fine with it. I've had that uh, a lot. And then uh, something else. So about the, um, another thing about following up. So I've, I've had these clients for, you know, a number of years. Uh, and sure, I shot the, I shot a number of family events for them. Grant, they're also business owners and everything. So I, I've done like, I've done like, 
uh, shots that ended up on their company website, like or, that's a roofing construction company. And I also did a, a, a video, like an intro video for the the wife's um, holistic uh, co-op uh, earlier in the year. So I followed up with her just to see about how the video was going. Oh, I, I'm sorry. She contacted me because she had lost the USB drive for her her two old, well, two of her daughters, like Kinsinger, uh, Sweet 16 birthday stuff. Lost it. I just delivered, delivered, you know, found the images and delivered them back to her. But when I followed up, I followed up and asked whether she had printed anything, any images from her, um, from there. And they hadn't. So now I got to follow up to be able to get some prints out of it. I don't normally print, especially anything large, but that, that younger one, she was like, look, hey, I want mine printed big on the wall. I'm like, oh, I can definitely get that for you. Not a problem. And so, I, I use shoe proof for that. That way yeah. they can pick it, choose the size, pay. I get my cut and I ain't got to worry about no customer service. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, hey, I'm just, I'm going to figure out something, whether I do it directly from the site or whatever, because they're, they're all on my site. We can order directly through there. I don't really care. I, I just want to make sure that they get something printed. That's, that was it. Uh, but then uh, uh, I did follow up about that video that I shot for them. And she hadn't, she had kind of forgot about it. She's been in other training and handling business and all the kids, everything. So I'm like, hey, we can follow up. We'll just meet on Friday to see what we can do. And uh, they actually want a, a more in-depth video for, uh, again, for, that, uh, for their uh, holistic um, co-op. Mm -hmm. They want more in-depth showing the actual, um, I say, um, uh, I say, uh, here, I say healing rituals, whatever. So actually going through those processes. But, it, and, and it's going to be on location, maybe one to two sessions, but just trying to get it worked out for them. And I, they got the budget. That's not really a problem. Mino asked a good question. Who do y'all use to edit photos? So it depends what type of... I, I like Clipping Path. I know I mentioned them a few times. Clipping Path India is who I like to go to. They're cheap. Um, they're good. Um, shoe Proof, I like Shoe Proof because you can sell a lot of your images. You can choose a photo house and then you can choose... You know, the client can go on and say, hey, I want my picture on a coffee mug. Buy. Buy now. And you don't have to touch nothing. They're going to ask you depending on the print about the crops, are the crops perfect? You know, cause you didn't, if you, let's say if every picture you don't deliver with the idea of it being an eight by 10 or five by seven, they're just gonna ask you to move the crop around, approve, it sends, they get the package sent, delivered, whatever. Once they make the payment, the, the company will take their part, pay you the rest and you're good. So you can have a weekly payout from shoot proof every week. If you're selling a lot, you know, that, would just be dropping in your in your account and you're good to go. So it makes things a lot easier. But shoe proof is dope because you can set up um your gallery the way you want it. It can have your brand theme. You can password protect it. You can people can pay for digital downloads. Um yep. you can you it can collect uh the data of the people who go like I'll give you an example. Whenever I do something for a big company, I provide a link. The people have to put in their email address to log in where guess what? They're now part of my email list, right? Yep. That was big for photo booths when people wanted to see their photo booth pictures later. I know that they use the photo booth. I have an email address for somebody who used the photo booth and I can market to them if I decide to market the photo booth. So these are just ideas that 
um, you know, Shootproof is designed to help content creators like ourselves um, grow our, our brand and market. So it's a good idea um, if you are cons- trying to find a way to deliver a lot of, don't, don't send it G-Drive. Like, G-Drive can't make you any money. In fact, G-Drive costs you money. Shootproof do too, but Shootproof is designed to help you market to people who have used your services. So, um, and then you, it looks better, right? I use it a lot when I have situations where, let's say I want people to find their picture and have the ability to download it or whatever, right? Instead of sending them a folder and they got file names, send them shoe proof, they can look through the gallery, choose the picture they want, then they're presented with options to print it, download it, if I allow them to. I can put my watermark on it later through the shoe proof app, um, where I can add my watermark later or make it where if they download it, they can only download it in a certain size. Yep. You can only download five by seven instead of downloading whole whatever, and then it'll watermark it. So things like that, um, you can control with shoot proof. I've never used pick time. I'm about to look into it. Did I say pick time is dope? I never, I never used it. Uh, definitely interested in seeing what it's like. That's a, that's a scary mug, picture. Mugs, shoot proof, yep. Zenfolio, yep. pick time, pixie set. Uh, they're, they're all doing very similar types of concepts. And yeah. Shootproof, when I was using it heavy, they had the reason I chose them is because they had better integration with where I take payment. They had better integration with my website, things like that. I I had a um, gallery section where you can click to to go to your got to log in to see your gallery, and it was dope because the Shootproof site looked like an extension of my site, um, and when people were presented the link to log in, I made it so they can see thumbnails from other shoots, like like main gallery photos. That way they can just see some of our work. And people who were looking for a portfolio just to see what we've done can see that, where I put the best image. They can't go into the gallery, it asks for a password, but you can see the best image from that gallery. So when you have, when you're doing corporate event photography and they look in there and they see Capital One, they see, um, you know, different companies that you've worked for, they're like, oh, snap, this guy got pictures from, you know, this, that, and the other company in here. They're, they're doing it. Let's hire these guys. So it helped in that way as well. For Tarjay, right. I did uh, Avis, Avis Auto Group. So um, the rental car company, and they had a few, Zipcar, they had a big event, and I had shots with them and their CEO. Those are things that um, really helped. You know, by me having a lot of pictures from from TGI, I started landing uh, Chili's as a client um, through Darden. Um, so they were able to see it and be like, "Oh snap, yeah, let's 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 go." So it helped. It helped a lot, and I would make it so people can go to Flash Film Media, click click log in to get to their gallery and view their pictures, and it was just it, it helped. Um, so something to think about if you are big into on the photography side, if you're big into corporate events and things like that, and you want a place to make things, make life a lot easier. Um, that's, that's the way to go. Go for a ransom. So I posted my L uh, in the uh, community um, area about the Rode Wireless Pros. I picked up, found out that their quote-unquote clipping being eliminated is not true. Um, I mean, it doesn't blow it all the way out, distort it all the way out, but you can definitely tell when someone has reached a threshold if they've spoken too loud. Is it uh, 32-bit float? Yep. It's a brand new one. It's now, just released. Let me ask you a question. 
is that is that for the built-in microphone or is that when you add a microphone? That was for the built-in microphone. Because the, the built-in microphones could be trash to keep the price down. I always, there's a, a wireless, I use the Sennheiser lav mics. They're a little bit pricey, but they are super dope. Um, and then there's a knockoff, knockoff version. But it could be that I, I don't like to use the built-in mic with them unless it's a dire, here, snap this on, give me a quick testimonial. I like to, in fact, I use some today. Um, I decided to use them today on a Spectrum shoot, um, but I still plugged a a, a, um, a different mic into them. So I, I hope that's not the case with uh, when you add in a mic. I hope that's just with the built-in mic that the square, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going to have to um, probably go pick up a shotgun mic that I'll hang over uh, the client and, and try that. Uh, but yeah, definitely was a little disappointing. Um, having that distortion there, um, thinking that it wouldn't. And he was using, they were using a lavalier um, mics for the road. So um, but hopefully uh, that was just, um, I'm hoping that was just a one-off scenario, but we'll see. I got a couple more videos, yeah. um, re recordings coming up. So we'll see. It was, it was a W cause I needed some uh, wireless mics cause I didn't have any. So I kind of just jumped on it. Um, That's an excellent place to start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, I, yeah, I, I'm now you got me curious. You got me wanting to see it. I want to see what it's, you know, see what it's about. Because I, I know for me, well, I don't. The internal mic on that has been okay at best. I like to, I like to add a, a laugh to that bad boy and just, you know, go from there. I may have to check into it. But that's that's yeah. That's that's different. Um, I'm wondering. I'm gonna see if you know. I'm surprised it ain't popped up on the. Uh, you, you ain't see all the YouTubers who happened to drop a video the day it came out. Everybody had it. Want to talk about it? You know, mm -hmm. as soon as they pop on a video, they sitting there like this. Today, I want to talk to you. Like, yeah, okay. You ever see a Snickers commercial and people hold the Snickers like they're not about to eat it? They sitting there the whole time, like enjoy it. You'd be just like, man, what are y'all doing? Nobody hold the sneakers like that they they got something to drink and they hold it where you can see the front of the i, mean, I, I hate that i don't know it's just me um go for it, marcus i got a l uh-oh no wins um i said this months and months ago uh and it's something that um where module Stage two really, really, really gets into it. I've do dove in a little bit into it. I have done through a lot of it. Um, stomach application-wise. Um, systems and processes. If that is not set up and you decide to take your foot off the pedal, your marketing can crash. Clients could be missing out. You get behind in emails. So uh, as you guys know, I went on vacation for the first time in my life and getting back into things never knew how difficult it would be coming back refreshed instead of just completely stressed out of trying to move things over so a lesson for me was let me do a quarterly check on my systems and processes because with technology moving at as fast as it is 
there could be a new software out there that could eliminate a lot of my systems and process. And I found that out this week and it's like, okay, I haven't got a call in a while. Okay. But I got projects I need to edit and get things done. That's just great. But it's that getting into uh, stage three of that first plateau and you, you, you hint at it in stage two, just subtly, but there is a plateau when you get your business cards, you get your shirts, you get your, all that stuff. And I can see the plateau from where I'm at. I can see that it's, it's flat and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm preparing already for that. So when that does come, because editing is the bottleneck and if there's not a good systems and processes in that, in that area, the longer you'll be on that plateau. Doesn't matter what the gear is. Doesn't matter how good. Guess what? I couldn't find my brakes, but I'm giving me a good old fashioned <laughs> one of these, right? Because it's 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 the <sighs> you think about a ruler. You have your inches. You have your your, your centimeters. But what about the millimeters? They actually matter more than the full inch in my opinion you would say that huh yep i would say that <laughs> i was just looking around <laughs> i had to get you you set that one up that was too easy <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to set up my lights and shit now i just got home but i couldn't even wait that was You're too welcome. good where's my clue Black stop it strikes without you get to me hey, uh, i need the the, the child thing Appreciate it. Which one? The one that you were doing all last week. I got a bunch of them. I'm talking about multimeters, millimeters compared to inches. Where's my, uh, I don't know if I got it. You some more sound effect for that one? Wait. See, he blonde today. It's okay. There you go. (laughs) Um, So, thanks, Luke. Appreciate it. The views and opinions of Luke. I need to get that. Or not. I need to record that and just have it as a button. Yeah, you really do. That would be dope. But yeah, that's my lesson for this week. I've been doing a lot of CEO time of evaluating instead of doing. And uh, I got this today um, more in depth when I was taking my car, uh, my wife's car, to our auto mechanic and he was struggling because he sees the same thing is he's like my marketing, but I need to hire myself. I'm like you didn't create a business, my friend, you created, you created a job, a job facts, systems, processes, get rid of the control. Just like in about five minutes, what are you about to do? You about to hand this over to me facts. So then we can continue on for your podcast to do whatever, whatever, meat and potatoes that potentially may or may not come from it, you get that, but you're using me in that regard to help leverage what you need to do, which you're going to hire out whatever 16,000 different emails that you have. You can just let me pick which one, right? Because you got to like that. Um, You do. You you just don't want it. Um, You could have millions and millions of dollars. You you just don't know. Um, Yeah, it's coming. It's, it's already there. You just haven't tapped into it. Just yeah. like I haven't yeah. tapped into it. I give you that. Right? I'm, I'm trying to be like Alex. Like, okay, I see Alex's productivity. Let me get in the gym. Like right now, I feel, I'm feeling myself because I, 
my camera's on point today. Not as good as than them. That's why I got the, you know, her. But <laughs> but that that was my my thing is I realized with him in a different, completely niche, that okay, his systems, his processes, his accounting, his booking, just spilling his guts out to me. I'm like, okay, I'm in the same position. Okay. This guy makes over 200, 300,000 a year. So it's like, okay, let me, how you doing, buddy? You're going to realize that the people who are doing a lot better than you aren't that different than you. They just, they, it's little things that they, you know what I'm saying? It's little tweaks that they've made and, and their views and opinions is a little different. That's what I've learned hanging around like millionaires and stuff like that. But that's just me. Now you just need to hang around multimillionaires, centimillionaires. Facts. Because he, he probably has, most definitely. Yeah. He, he took a photo of President Trump. So come on, he's been around a billionaire. And Obama. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that really does resonate once you get past the ego as a man. Um and you get down to being humble because being a business owner, there's a point of being aggressive, but as I'm more of the CEO, right. And really thinking about how can I eliminate myself and people are like, Oh, that sounds bad. I'm like, no, cause I want to be the chairman. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the CEO. I want to be the chairman. I come in whenever I need to, the CEO has to know the accountant. The CEO has to know who's this, who's that. The CFO, I ain't got to know all that. I want to be the chairman where I can just come in and do X, Y, and Z. Right. Then I can have a business. I'm the business owner and leverage this business to have more businesses. That is the reflection time that I had this week. Now, mind you, it's been really rainy here in, in the desert, which is great. So can't do much when it's lightning and thundering out otherwise you you're gonna have an episode where ty's whole house just goes up and don't have a backup generator yet true i'm trying to get off the grid anyway come on now get that solar yep propane talking about facts so that's my l this week i know it's a long l but sometimes you gotta just you got yes that's true do it to yourself. Luke, you up next? What up? What up? What up? Uh, oh, most of my shit's just in progress, but I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, so if somebody sent you a referral and it ain't closed yet, but it hasn't not, like they haven't declined, and it's a relatively large job, like, you know, I don't know, 20000 a month, 15000 a month, um, should you, would you give them a discount on like, eight, 10 testimonials versus like, so I have a three pack price. That's probably like, I don't know. It's like, it's like a solid, like 60% off the single price because we shoot it all in one day. So you said this in like three days, would you give them a discount on the whole three days just because it's a high volume and B they gave you a referral, like as a referral discount sort of thing. Did the referral come through? Uh, the guy answered me, but I haven't gotten him in a sales meeting. That's why I'm like, it hasn't really come through, but I'm just like, mm. I'm going to tell you, 
a I lot give, of work. Though. I give him a, a discount if it closed. That gives him incentive to go back behind you and say, hey, man, call this guy. Oh, that's a good idea. You know like, what I'm saying? On a, like, I'll give you back 10% if it closes. I, or I'll shoot your testimonials for free. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. If this oh, guy yeah. closed. Why, why tie? I'll give him like one testimonial yeah. or two testimonials. I mean, if it's, 20, if it's 20,000 a month, yeah. if it's 20,000 a month, and yeah. let's say they sign a three month contract, six month contract, five. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like a recruiting campaign. So it's Absolutely. like three. Yeah. I'll give you testimonials. I'll give you something crazy. I'll give you 60% off. I'll give them to you for next to nothing. I may give them to you for free. If you, cause you may, you may say, Hey, I'm going to send you another guy. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is she's in my BNI, so yeah. she didn't even send it to me because of that. She just sent it to me because that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of her clients. So what's dope about it is like she has more clients that she'll probably send me at some point. But um, I want to hook her up for that reason. You know what I mean? Because she's this guy's big, too. Like the client she sent me, it's a casino. That's why they can spend that much. Right. You know what I mean? They're blowing money. The, the, uh, the thing is, how can we incentivize her to send me more clients? And how can we incentivize her to send me warmer leads? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes so, free is it. You know, yeah. one time free or one month free or. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it works. No, I got you. I got you. I could even, again, I could give her, if she pays full price for the other two days, she can get one day free because it's the same thing as giving her a discount on the whole damn thing. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a little bit more discount, but it's not that big a deal again because the margin from the other thing covers it. So, all right, but that's kind of all I was looking for this week. Other than that, I'm just chasing people down, man. Because I'm going to tell you what's great about that, right? Once She's it benefits her that, that the person do business with you, right? If she got a stable full of clients, she gonna just funnel them to you. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanna I wanna make her my sales rep. So what is it going to take to make her my sales rep? She got the power, she's in a position, she know the people. If if she's the type of person that can that can take her client and hold his hand and say buy from him, and they do it. Oh, I'm giving her everything she wants. I'm giving her, I'm sending her Christmas cards. I'm sending her Thanksgiving baskets. If she has, because there are some people who have the ability to take their client's hand and say, hey, go get this. If she has that power, I'm going to feed her. I'm going to give her, you know what I'm saying? She won't have to spend spend money yeah. on me. You know, especially if it's a testimonial. Now, you're going to add budget, things like that. You guys spend money, but. I'm I'm going to incentivize her to to give me everybody she got. And yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I'm sure you all have joined the app. And when you join that app, they're like, if you invite your friends, if your friends sign up, your stuff is free. What you do, yeah. you go invite 10 of your friends. I got 10 people send me, what was it, Robin Hood or Acorn. Sign up here and I get a free stock. Everybody was sending me that stuff. But it worked. It helped them grow and grow and grow and grow. Um, so... Feel free to use that technique. If she's sending you casinos, if she's sending you top-notch clients, I will I will go out of my way to make sure you're good. But yeah. I need a steady flow of them, and I need them to be warm leads, not cold leads. Not Let me introduce you to this guy. I need people that's ready to buy, and you're saying this is the company you should buy with. So yeah. you may even want to work a partnership out, right, but to put your brand next to her brand. It may, it may help her clients feel more comfortable 
it's outside my niche, but also the cool yeah. thing about BNI is she'll just refer me any of her clients right. that she feels like would actually do it because she works with HR. So if they're looking for a recruiting campaign, she'll know. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They, her job is to train the people they hire or set up training systems for the people they hire. So she knows when people are hiring, um, which is kind of cool about that one. But uh, no, it's just, she didn't even want the discount. It was like more of a BNI thing. She was like, you know, well, I don't even, I don't even need a discount. And I'm like, bro, you just sent me like, are you like, are you kidding yeah. me? You just sent like 60 grand worth of work. Incentivizer. Like, you're getting a discount. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, you're getting a discount whether you like it or not. Yeah. Like the question is how much? <laughs> make her, make her think of you when she's, when the position, you know, when the situation arrives again, make her think of you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a definitely. Yeah. I'm definitely hooking you up. Hooking it up. Yeah. Other than that, um speaking of know. speaking of hookups, do you guys know that if you refer someone to Flash Home Academy, you get a free month? Have that have have y'all came across that? I don't know if y'all seen it. Yeah, I didn't know that. I need whole, to sign up for it. Or is it automatic? It's a whole video. You just give them a link. You can generate a link from your account. I thought I thought you made it like that where you can generate one yeah. right on the site now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all. And then you get a free month. Booyah. There you go. That's kind of, you know, I'm yeah. working on it. I've been working on getting that, getting that popping. Cause you know, who know photographers, photographers, you know, who know casino owners, casino owners, you know, you know, who know people who get random sandwiches delivered, people who are fat, who don't get random sandwiches delivered. So we don't, we just know a guy that got a sandwich delivered. That was not my sandwich. I know a guy who know a guy. I know a guy who know a guy who gets sandwiches delivered. On video. I'm getting I'm getting steak tonight. Oh, he did something special. He did something special. Nasty. How could this happen to me? Hard work, grit. <laughs> Hard work, grit, shocker. <laughs> nasty. Nasty, nasty. That's how you get steak from sandwiches. I ain't even going. Hard work, determination, shocker usage at the correct time. Just mm -hmm. you know, that's the that's the recipe. Marcus knows Call it. it. Victory. <laughs> I ain't mad at you, bro. Must be nice. I'm I'm about to get DoorDash. Um, <laughs> there's almost an emoji. Let me see if I can find one. <laughs> I'm DoorDashing. Um, almost. I'm I'm you know. I'm DoorDashing. That's what I'm getting. My food tonight is gonna be boring. It's my elevator music. I got new elevator sounds. Got new sounds for y'all this week. But anyway, I'm about to pass it to Marcus for the late night. Hey man, I'll be tuning back in for the late late. It'd be people I don't even see during the regular show. It's people that don't even get off until late. It's a whole uh, like new crew of faces that I ain't even seen before. So people love me. Sorry. They do. I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that at all. I'm just trying to help you out. I, I appreciate it. Even though you're a Lions fan. I, yeah. I'm always a Lions fan for life. They actually did pretty good, man. They're fucking, yeah. they're, fucking they, they, they're doing their thing this time. I was like, right. oh, okay. Well, not dead yet. All right. Interesting. You yeah. got to think in our last two games, our last two games, one, we made Aaron Rodgers switch teams and break his leg. <laughs> two, Pat Mahomes looked, he looked bad. In our last two games, we've shifted the way the NFL looked because of our last two games. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. 
I just want to sort of jet. I don't know. I don't know about that, but whatever. We made the last game you seen Aaron Rodgers play the Lions. He was walking down the hallway with his arm around the guy, with his head down. He was sad. I didn't even watch the game. You, because you were in the Packers fan. I get it. We sent them home. We made him change teams. He changed teams and slipped on the banana peel and was a wrap. If, if you'd have watched the game, you'd have been heated, bro. It was like introducing Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he's psyched. And he's done for the – it was bad. It was, it was four snaps. It was four snaps. I don't even think it was four throws. I think it was like two handoffs and a throw and an incomplete it was, pass. It was bad. It was it was three passing plays. Yeah. It was, it, was, yeah. it was like we waited for this. But anyway, I'm going to pass it to you. So I can give me some DoorDash. <sighs> While you eat your sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, I'm I'm getting steak and chicken tonight. That's right. Steak and chicken. You're getting two meats, rub it in. Two meats, huh? That's body, that's fat shaming. I feel like I feel like you're fat shaming right now. No, because I see you, you you be basketballing it up, get back in shape. I, yeah. I, I see it. I ain't I, getting two meats delivered to my computer desk though. Get a Mexican girl. You be all right. I'm, no, I'm going to Olive Garden. Team Olive Garden all day. It's my favorite <laughs> restaurant besides Raising Canes. Team OG all day. Um, Let me see. My <laughs> I got to keep my gains. I feel you. I feel you. Where my, I, got a, uh, I got a song for that. Uh, Why the fuck you lying? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I love that joke. I don't know why I love that song. That song was super viral, but I cannot play that on YouTube. That sound effect cannot make it. I'm about to go live on YouTube next week, probably, just because it's, I miss it. Just because. Just so I can get the same answer over and over. How you get clients? Ta, ta, how you get customers? Ta, how you? Ty, how many clients how, do I need and how do I get them? What lens should I bring to the meeting? So that the clients will want to do business with me. What's, what's the first lens out your camera bag, Ty? I need to know. Like, do, do it. Right. Ty, what's in your camera bag? Right. Give us a right now. What's in your camera bag? <laughs> right now. Those are the questions I miss. Your hot gear list. Sitting home in the middle of the <laughs> right, night. Eric, Eric, that was <laughs> perfect. Subtle. Say it again, Eric. <laughs> What's your high gear list for 2023? <laughs> yeah. What are you using now? What are you using to capture all of these clients? You make magic. <laughs> That's right. Like, what are you taking? What camera are you sitting in front of your client when you're talking? My iPhone. Do you slap the body down hard or do you gently put it on the table? <laughs> right, right. Do you just, yeah. Threw it down. I had somebody ask me this long, like, do you? Let me ask you a question. You prepared a Washington video this year. Where's my, where's my, uh, let me ask you a question. When you, if you take your lens off your camera body, which one are you putting the cap on first? Cause you're scared of dust. Like what? Which one, which, which one are you covering up first? The lens or the body? Like what? Do it matter? It's half a second. It don't matter, bro. Like, okay. All right. So. Which coffee do you drink before the video? Are you a decaf guy or are you a latte guy? All right, man. So, what and, time do you get up to get the client? <laughs> right, right. Like, man, okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to let y'all do y'all after hour, after hour. I'm going to upload this podcast and we're going to keep it moving. Um, Check out the shorts I've been dropping. I've been, we've been getting some dope. Some of y'all made some features and some shorts. I ain't going to say who made some features, but some of y'all made some features and some shorts. You may want to check it out. You may want to check it out. That's all I'm saying. They on the gram. They on the gram. 
It, I didn't. I used just audio, and I just sliced it up, so we couldn't really tell. We heard the question, but we couldn't really. I didn't want to put like company names and that stuff. But it's it's pretty dope. So they're on uh they're on the gram, uh YouTube Shorts. They're pretty dope, and I use a lot of a lot of B roll to make it look dope. So. It's out there. Shorts is where it's at now. I think that's where I'm... I got some long-form content. I got a lot, actually, that we're working on. I'm just trying to make sure when we when we launch, we stay launching. Because remember, I have not officially launched... I haven't officially had a live on YouTube talking about the app or nothing. So, yeah, you know. But we're going to get to it. We're gonna. I'm just trying to get it lined up. And when we drop, we're dropping every week. So, so my shorts been flooding my IG. Yup. Like and comment on each one. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's what I'm talking about. You know how hard it is to keep up with you on Facebook, IG, and Twitter. Hey man, uh, you you I'm trying. You you uh you signed up for that. It's the same thing almost. Facebook not, but it's the same thing almost. I'm trying. Carlos said he eating some Popeyes. Uh oh. Say eating some Popeyes chicken right now. I ain't mad at you. But I'll let y'all have you after hours. I'll see y'all next week. Um we're gonna probably go live on 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 YouTube at a different time next week. We still gonna have this, but I'm saying we may jump on YouTube live, uh, maybe earlier to help people who are out of the U.S. because they're like, man, look, it's it, you know it's one o'clock thing ain't working for me over here. So we'll see. Um, but in the meantime, I will see y'all later. Y'all have fun. Let me make sure I make you the host before I uh, mess it all the way up, and people will be hating me because I ain't hit the right button. So y'all be safe, and I'll see y'all next week. Yeah. All right. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.